8. The Petroleum Club In Gasland, Mr. Jules Barbion set the briefcase in front of the president of the Petroleum Club. The club was housed in a penthouse in downtown Brooklyn, not far from the Atlantic subway station. It was furnished with the red leather couches and fine oak furnishings salvaged from the former financial district club after the last of the gasoline cronies were shouldered out by the gunfire-friendly Naranya guards. Jules pressed his fingertips, all four from each hand, and then his thumbs into the biometric reader, and the case made an impressive bassy horn sound, then released the locks with a click. The president, Rocky Astor, lowered his eyes from the gruesome, ritualistic scars on Jules's face down to the case. Jules opened the case and rotated it so that Rocky could peer inside. Rocky made eye contact with Jules through the orange-tinted eyeglasses, then dropped his own watery blue eyes under his sweeping black brows as he reached for the case set within. His fingernails were perfectly buffed and manicured. A large, single-stone diamond pinky ring flashed as he flicked a latch with a thick thumb, opening the inner case to its contents. Another box. This one, cardboard. Rocky put his hands squarely around it and stood in order to shake the lid free. The bottom dropped, heavy with a hundred matchbooks from the Shakespeare Company. He lifted one of the matchbooks out, observed the red, yellow, and black cartoonish printing of the otherwise well-known portrait of Shakespeare included in the auction folio, a folio rocky longed to burn as if it was the equivalent of virgin sex. With a lopsided smile half-sneering, he shoved a box of cigars toward Jules. One thick cigar had been poking out of his mouth for a good hour as he waited for the delivery of this obscure but precious investment. If it was only for the sake of irony that he wanted to use these particular matches to destroy a folio, he knew for certain Dr. Naranya, his energy empire arch-rival, owned. Then it was also for irony that he had employed Mr. Jules Barbion to handle the matchbook auction. He motioned to the cigars with a gruff sweep, then pried open a matchbook. With great interest, he read the phrase printed within. Investment. Shakespeare coined the word investment. I love it.
He lit his cigar with great enthusiasm and read the rest of the fine print, which detailed the origin of the word Hamlet, not of the die which their investments show. He coughed. What the fuck does that mean? Jules winced. Not money. Clothing, like a suit, as in a vest. A tuxedo, for example, might indicate that the man within it is noble, when in fact he is a pimp. An investment. Rocky squinted, opened his mouth, his red lips like bicycle tire patches, and he laughed. Pimp, brilliant, Jules, brilliant. Then he was dismissive. Condense the works of Shakespeare onto a matchbook, and I still can't read this fucking crap. He lit another match, stared at Jules for a long moment as he puffed out a cloud of smoke, and said in a manner that was more of a threat, Jules, doesn't it feel great to be alive? Jules smiled as he bit the tip off his cigar. Yes, he finally answered, it does feel great. He leaned forward and inhaled the flame from Rocky's outstretched hand. Then, as smoke billowed out his nostrils, he turned to the brilliant night sky that could only be observed from a high-rise penthouse belonging to the ultra-rich. Rocky and the Petroleum Club gang had threatened to kill him if he didn't cooperate, but they were, to him, like babies, eager to suck gasoline instead of milk from the nipples of Newit. Newit was the great night sky goddess and mother of his god, the crocodile-headed Sobek. Jules revered her as well. What the Petroleum Club thought was their plan to destroy Naranya was so easily manipulated by a reality pimp into his. The woman in the orange suit sat across from Jack the Butterfly under Pell Street in Chinatown. Jack, his blackened skin increasingly transforming into a wireframe, cross-hatching of shadow, observed a matchbook through a quantum magnifying glass. Within the matchbooks, the word arch-villain was printed. Yes, it is carbon ink, he stated. Through perforations in the helmet she always wore to conceal her identity, she smelled the stench of Jack's breath. Copy it.